One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I did forget what number comes after six. It's one of the trickier ones. I think the seven and eight situation's tough. We might have to include that because that brings us really well into our topic. Um, we sound very poorly educated. <laughs> Hello, patrons, and welcome to our special patron secret pod where we discuss things that aren't the YA books we've chosen to discuss this month. And this episode, we thought that instead of talking about a little book like we've done in the last two we take some more general look at some books we've read because we've read a lot of YA books and answer some burning questions that apply to many books for this episode that questions why aren't these kids in school so this is an issue of YA books which is which is also like an issue of children's books which is why you have so many orphans yeah. And it is, how will my main character have an adventure if they have to go to an institution every day where they are watched by adults? And I do think, like, the orphan explanation works for this as well, because a lot of the time it's kind of shitty school where they don't notice that you've gone is part of the solution. There is so much skipping school and I'm just like astounded that these kids are getting away with it so often. Um, I was a very good student who never skipped school. So I, I struggle to understand how it happens. I just walked out, to be fair. <laughs> I probably attended an average of four days a week at school and no one really got on to me about it because I was still top of the class. Okay, so that is like, like that is the main way that these kids are all leaving school. They're just like, I don't want to be here and they walk out. But it's mostly, okay, the logistics of it doesn't really matter. It's that, so you have YA books fall into a couple of kinds of categories where you've got ones that are like realistic and then you've ones that are like some sort of fantasy. And I'm not talking about those ones, even though those kids should also be in school. Mm -hmm. If you are in space... I don't care. You should have space school. If you are under 16, you should be having some sort of education situation going on. I don't really care what else is going on. All those magical school stories where you're like, your maths education ended at 12? <laughs> those magical school stories where you're like, did you get any maths education? Can you do, like, literary analysis? <laughs> Just... Do you know how to write a complaint to a manager? Because that's an exercise that I've done more than once. God, how, how will you ever balance a checkbook, kids? I'm mostly talking about the books that are like set in our universe and the kids. And then like one way of getting around this is to set it during the summer. A lot of them do that. I feel like a lot of books are set in summer more disproportionately. Like Setting a book in the summer is a good way to get around the school question. But the other thing is that, like, sometimes an author will just be like, I went to school, nothing happened, I came home. And I'm like, that was eight hours of your day. How did nothing happen? And also, the thing, more than 
more than why are these kids not in school, why are these kids not doing homework? Yeah. Yeah. All of the drama that happened in my life happened between nine and four o'clock because that's when I was around the people with whom drama could happen. I feel like some books do reflect the reality of like, School is where all the other young people are. So you get books like, um, I mean, Tuesdays are just as bad. Has a huge amount of school stuff happening because that's where the kid's getting bullied. Yeah. He is mine and I have no other. She keeps going to school and having horrific, embarrassing experiences because she's getting told about sex ed and stuff. But like, they do not talk about homework. No one ever does homework in YA. I think we should change reality to suit the books. They say art creates reality and all that. I was going to say that one of the ways that Irish YA books get around it is by setting the book when the kids are like in transition year. Setting your YA book in that year is also a good workaround because everyone's like, oh, I just finished all these exams and I don't have to worry about like coursework. And the teachers do go lighter on you for that year because you're supposed to be like looking at all these special interest things that you could do in the future and getting like a taste of the real world. I want more YA books with Goshka in it. You want what? Now you're talking about TY. I'm like, where's the Goshka books? Where's the books where they're like, and then I did a week placement at a local business for work experience. I did read recently, and I read it for the pod, The Henna Wars, and that does revolve around them starting a TY business. Excellent. This These are good openings. More people should be using them. And it's excellent because like one girl starts a henna business and the other girl also starts a henna business. And then there's a whole load of stuff about racism Mm -hmm. and it's fantastic. And also two girls fancy each other, which is like... Also fantastic. Exactly what TY is about. Goshka field trips would be the perfect opportunity. You get an overnight. You do get an overnight. So much drama could happen. Also, some schools um, that have lots of money do ski trips. So you could do a TY ski trip and you could shift a boy on a bus, lose your phone, get it posted home to you from Italy. That is all things that could happen to just any random person. Random person, huh? Um, <laughs> you, you could also get pneumonia. Mm. And then have your grandmother tell you that that's what her father died from. What the fuck? <laughs> T.Y. is such an interesting year that someone could theoretically write a book about. (laughs) You get so many great experiences. You know that universal Irish experience of shifting a boy on a bus in Italy and having your grandmother tell you that you might die of pneumonia like her father did? Amazing. School memories, eh? (laughs) Better than homework. (laughs) Why aren't these kids in school also leads nicely into where are their parents? It's like you were saying with the fantasy thing, where if you're in a fantasy book, then you've got an excuse for not having school because you've written one in. And you've got an excuse for not having parents when you've written in orphan stuff. So more weird is the books where they haven't written in a reason and there's just no parental authority or schooling, and they just don't explain why. Another book that I recently read, which was called All the Money in the World by... Ooh, I didn't check this. I want to say Sarah Sarah Moore Fitzgerald. She gets around the where are their parents by having 
the 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 family is is working class and doing a bit of poverty doing a bit of poverty oh thanks ski trip Kira. <laughs> they're they're working class and they are not financially comfortable mm-hmm. and the mom is working as a cleaner and she's very stressed all of the time and her daughter basically decides she she comes into some money and then she decides that she's going to go to a private school and she sets up multiple email addresses and contacts so that the school thinks that they're talking to her mother but is actually just talking to her all the time and then she tells her mom that she got a scholarship and that everything is fine and she doesn't need to do anything and her mom is like this sounds suspicious but you are such a good well-behaved child who's never caused me any trouble or invented five email addresses so okay and i think that that is one of the ways i'm like some of the time I'm like, the parents in these books are neglectful to the point that I am concerned for their children. And sometimes it's just that teenage, like, ah, I can't talk to my parents because parents don't understand and I'm just going to be stoic and live through the horrors of my depression. How many well-meaning YA parents think that they're making the right choice to help their teen develop some independence and have, like interpersonal skills and their teens like becoming the chosen one of the shadow realm i think that like the most egregious example of where is their parents might possibly be in the sword in the stars which was that um king arthur book that i read once in future yes once in future was the first one mm-hmm. only because The author very successfully wrote out the parents by putting them in prison Mm -hmm. and then staged a prison break and then just like wrote out the parents again. (laughs) And I was like, why did you break them out of prison? You you already wrote them out. Why did you have to rewrite them? (laughs) You solved the problem the first time. (laughs) You could have just kept them in prison. I'm just like scrolling through the file folder I have for records and I'm like yep Artem is foul dad's missing between perfect and real no idea actually cry of the ice mark dad's dead between perfect and real the parents are involved and are both homophobic and transphobic well I wish they weren't (laughs) that's that's my (laughs) stance on that Moomin Troll, parents are hibernating. More people should try that one. In Moose Baby, the mother's great. God. Okay, no, that just reminded me of how I live now. In how I live now, the parents, the, 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 oh my God. Why did you bring up how I live now? I, I'm sorry. The dad The dad sends his daughter away because he's like, I don't want to deal with your anorexia and eating disorders. And also, my I think that there's a new wife and a baby. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're upsetting them. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets to the farm, when she gets to the farm, her aunt is like, cool, I'm going to go to a conference. And World War Three happens. No, no. Before World War Three happens, no, Aoife, before World War Three happens, I am pointing very strongly at the Zoom camera. She 
decides that she will leave these children in charge of themselves in the farm. The oldest, I believe, being 18 and the youngest being seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like four or five of them. And she's like, you know what? The 18 year old can manage all the rest. And no incest will happen. You know what, though? I don't blame her for that. I fully expect that a grown adult would should not expect that her daughter, her son and their cousin are going to do incest together. But I do be like, you should not just leave these children on a farm so that you can go to a week long conference. Also, when you've just gotten this new child you're responsible for into the family. Like it was, to my memory, a UN like peace conference to stop the World War Three from happening. But like, it's kind of secure your own oxygen mask first. Like, don't take on a kid if you can't be there to help her settle in. How I Live Now is just wild. I love that book. I love how much you hate that book. I know you love it. I, do you, okay, so I know that you, nearly two years ago now, sat down and told me about this book. Mm-hmm. But like, I am dragging these memories from when I read it, aged 14 or 15. So like a full 10 plus years ago, I am pulling these memories from. And that is how long it has stayed in my psyche as like a gutting scar. I must read just in case one of these days to see if you have the same reaction to that one. I can't reread it. Do you remember how Saoirse Ronan played the main character in How I Live Now, both in an audio drama and then 10 years later in a movie. Like, she must really love that story. It reminds me of that one actress whose names I can't remember who is always playing the ugly stepsister in Cinderella because, like, that is the role that she wants. I was so heartbroken that she wasn't the ugly stepsister in the um, Amazon Disney Plus. I can't remember who made it. Because I watched it, it was wild. Billy Porter was fantastic and also, like, maybe homophobic. It was weird. I watched a really gutting review of that movie by a fashion and style YouTuber I follow who also talked about this character as, like, underutilized and underdeveloped and thrown in for sort of clout of being like look it's a fairy and we're not homophobic and it's it's queer and isn't that gendery and cool but it's like there's a line you've skirted and you've not done it well did you know James Corden was a producer on that movie as well he's in another remake that's coming up soon I might actually have to Google it because it was so atrocious that I saw that James Corden was going to be in it. I think he's like a real um, musical theatre nerd and he is in a lot of stuff like that and he keeps like using his clout, I suppose, to make them happen. But yeah, weird movie that Cinderella won. My YouTuber was very annoyed that the they were claiming that this... Cinderella was a fashion designer, but her fashion was worse than all the other fashion in the movie. Okay, wait. I just googled James Corden and he has he has a Wikipedia page, of course, but there is a section in it called Musical Disappointments. What? There's a 
section in his Wikipedia page called Musical Disappointments. I mean, now I've got a new thing to aspire to. That is so beautiful. If you're interested, it's Cats 2019, The Prom 2020, and Cinderella 2021. He's on a streak, huh? He's on a streak. I'm so sorry for James Gordon right now. I'm not sorry for him. Um, but where are the parents? <laughs> but where are the parents? <laughs> where, where, where are James Corden's parents? Who's telling him that he should be in more musicals? Who should pick him up and bring him home? The other kids are being mean to him and editing his Wikipedia page. Oh, God. Like, I understand that you need to have no homework. You want to present a world where homework is not relevant, but it actually makes books much less relatable as an actual teenager. Except I suppose as an actual teenager, you also want to forget that homework exists. So that could be just one of the little aspirational things. And also, I've gotten very political about homework of late. I feel like as a librarian, you have a vested interest in this, though, because your area is is about education and community education in a way. I think, honestly, it's more that I'm just like, School is baby capitalism. Mm -hmm. It's just practice capitalism. And I know that the school day is shorter than the working day. Most primary schools are from like, for the babies, for the little ones are like nine o'clock to maybe Mm -hmm. one. And then you've got like nine o'clock to three o'clock. And then for secondary schools, you've nine till four. Okay. But then you get two hours of homework. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's five o'clock. And I'm like, their brains are their brains are so little their bodies are so little do you know what they need to be doing running around like i went to school and then i came home and i ate something and then i did i did study and like i would eat dinner and then i would go back to study my parents came home from work they made me dinner and then they did whatever the the hell it is parents do like they didn't keep working after those hours i kept working there's also a major class issue because What if you don't have a desk? What if you don't have your own bedroom? What if you have to use the kitchen table and you've got other siblings who are trying to use it? What if you don't have fucking computers or heating? Do you know that thing where teachers used to be like, you can talk to your friends um, after class. This is my time. I'm like, when was my time? You tell them, Kira. You tell them. Okay, I say I was a very good student, but what I was was a very quiet and differential Mm -hmm. student who did very little actual coursework and got away with it because I was um, nicely dressed and my hair looked right. I'm aware of that method. I must have left my copy at home, I say, having not done the homework four days in a row, but this day I got asked for it. I'm sorry, please don't listen to this, my parents. (laughs) If Dennis and Maria want to know the goss on you avoiding homework, they need to pay us money. No, you've convinced me. I think that we should stop having homework and start having YA protagonist adventures. I think that we should release this episode as like a what you're missing by not being a patron. (laughs) Because this has been a wild ride for me, let alone the listener. I think that this being our first experiment in doing a general discussion instead of 
our book discussion has been, yeah, an example of just how we talk. Did you sign up for a book podcast or did you sign up for two people with ADHD talking to each other? (laughs) Because what you've got is an episode about James Corden's musical disappointments. I need to go start like writing my campaign promises for mayor of Ireland when I will be promising a sword for every teen and no homework ever. I think the consensus is from this discussion that absent parents and absent schools are bad for the development of children, but good for plotting. Yes. And I just wish more books were funny and honest about the fact that the parents aren't here because I'm trying to write a book and I need these people to be unsupervised. I think that would be really funny. What we need is for for every book to be about like a teenager whose parents have had a, a, a late life baby and therefore the teenager can do whatever they want because the parents are so distracted by the fact that there's a baby. That is really good. And play up parents having weird hobbies. Like, oh yeah, dad's off bird hunting again. <laughs> yes. Parents with weird hobbies. Not hunting. What do they call it when they... Watching. That's what they call it when you watch birds. Humorously neglectful parents is what we want mm-hmm. in books. Please supply that content. I was going to say like, well, this is our conclusion for parents. But to my knowledge, <laughs> none of them listening. Uh, but yes, thank you you all for listening to our great discussion if if you're gonna write YA parents you gotta choose between making them humorously neglectful so I love them or present and aware or looking after a baby so that Kira will adore them those are the only options we are the new gatekeepers of the publishing industry thank you for supporting the podcast we will see you again for our regular episodes and for our further bonus Give us some suggestions of topics that we can start talking about before we get derailed. Sounds good to me. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.